0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of fire talk i am your host tonight matt joined by aaron cole and adam jake is not here tonight because apparently he had an issue with his air conditioning and he considers that necessary for life in florida <laughs> uh, it is absolutely necessary it's absolutely that. necessary. <laughs> uh but we are soldiering on without him uh, probably struggling will in the uh, uh, upper
1: northwest we feel it.
0: He will hopefully be uh, joining us for the Friday Fun podcast this week, still. Uh, But tonight, we valiantly struggle forward without our.
2: I was going to say, if his air conditioning is still broken on Friday. uh, (laughs) Uh,
0: Anyway, lots to talk about this week. Uh, I think we should just dive right in and start talking about Loki. Uh, Thoughts, opinions.
2: Unpopular opinion. (laughs) I was bored.
0: I was no, no, it's not. Was not I was I was bored. very disappointed with the ending
1: I, because it gets you all the way there and then they're like, "That's
3: what she said." Ah. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, you'll have
0: to come back
2: next week to find
1: out
3: what actually
2: happens. It was very old timey cliffhanger, like.
0: It was very yeah. cliffhanger. We're gonna
2: spend the entire episode towards one goal, <laughs> one goal, one goal, one goal. Well, that's done. Tune in next time, same bat time, same bat place, like
3: and take out the great word. we left off up is what happened <laughs> right now what do we do
0: i think this is all a result of uh people getting so used to the binge watching model though like you mm-hmm. don't mind a cliffhanger anymore these days if you can go right into watching the next episode
1: right but i can't so mm. f them
2: <laughs> also yeah. it's one thing if like i don't know i feel like a lot of the cliffhangers like shonda rhimes loves herself a cliffhanger we all know that to be true. She's done it a couple of times, especially like anytime there's a season break, she likes to do a cliffhanger, particularly with how to get away with murder. Um, and I just, but I feel like it's always part of like the overreaching arc, whereas this was like, it seemed more encapsulated and like, all right, we're, we're here, we have to get this thing. To, it's the only option to get us off the planet. And now that's oh, well, I mean, we're at the end of time because that was the last thing that the timekeepers, that was the year that the last known timekeeper record was, was 2077, if I remember correctly and yeah. so they're literally at like the last apocalypse they can hide in i do and-
0: know i do remember lady loki said this is like the worst apocalypse that he could yeah. have chosen
2: i'm pretty sure when they're talking about the history of the timekeepers it's their their timeline stops in 2077 like the time the No, the it was noble farther one. out
1: than that
3: no was was it? It? okay it's four thousand yeah. years from what i read
2: okay all right um I, that added to my confusion. So there I'm, that's one mystery solved, but I still don't know like where we're going with this. It seems like a little bit of a waste of time.
0: So I'll just uh, put a little plug in here. Uh, this is going to tie into our Friday fun topic this week, uh, which is going to be about fan theories. But I read a fan theory this week uh, that everything this episode that happened... Uh, after she fell asleep on the train is Loki creating an illusion.
2: Try, oh, <laughs> trying to get to know her?
0: Like doing exactly, like she walked him through what she does to people and he was like, I think I can do that. Uh, and he's just trying to manipulate her to get information about what her goals and her plans are.
1: I can see that.
2: And that would make sense why his complete personality changed and he was out of his uniform and everything in when she mm-hmm. woke up.
3: I don't I thought, hate that theory. I don't hate it either, but I thought at the beginning of the episode when she tried to do the thing and take over his mind, I thought she made it actually work, and she she did make it work, mm-hmm. and like she's she's the one playing it in his mind, and oh. making him think, because she actually does stick her hands around his and do the whole thing, and then it like doesn't work, and
1: I'm thinking well, if
3: she yeah it fizzles out or whatever what if she fake fizzled out but it actually worked and she's the one playing with loki instead
0: well and he then had that very smug like oh yeah i'm way too smart for that to work on me
3: yeah because that's so loki
0: (laughs) yeah I i mean i can see that too uh and i mean even if this is real uh it's worth noting i don't know that we ever saw loki put back the time stone after he grabbed it
2: when he saw like the pile of them in the drawer
0: yeah oh you're right
2: mm, okay
0: so that's still a possibility that's floating out there
2: and that would definitely be something like it won't work in the timekeeper space but that's definitely something that he would pocket just to see if he like needed in this it.
0: specific moment it would be a yeah, very, he, useful <laughs> very useful tool very useful tool.
2: and it's small enough he'd be able to conceal it from owen wilson
0: then clearly like the time he the timekeepers don't even consider the infinity stones like worth Worth anything. anything so even if owen wilson knew that he had it i don't know that he would care like
1: true hmm
2: okay
3: I could see that and because I, I, I'm you know as it cliffhangs what are they going to do the, the answer is there's well there's got to be some out there they got three more episodes and
0: yeah I mean there's got to be some way to get them out of here and it, it, I feel like it's very unlikely that anyone finds them here at this point mm-hmm. like
2: I kind of miss. how did they end up there like Loki just pushed a button and took them to somewhere on the little portal, the little cell phone
0: yeah he just essentially like chose an apocalypse and was like yeah. we're going to hide here and mm they got there and she was like well you chose the worst one you could have chosen good job You suck." which who knows if that also wasn't purposeful like
2: true put her I in feel a high like stress situations; so she'd have to open up more because they would have to work together
0: i strongly argued in favor of the weekly model when wandavision was happening and i still think it was a good choice for that show i feel like this show would be doing better like i feel like i would appreciate this show more if i could watch it all as one thing uh because yeah. i feel like there's too much like secret planning and manipulations and
2: to keep track of week over week
0: yeah it just feels a little more a little too disjointed like
3: i think honestly i mean well i do like that it's six one hour episodes but this could easily been a movie yeah it would have been i mean and i would have loved it seeing tom tom hiddleston be like the main character and get his own loki movie i would have been on board with that but
2: Mm-hmm.
0: i mean we're still only halfway through so i am yeah. holding any judgment at this point oh of yeah the I'm, ob- I'm optimistic yeah.
2: i know they're gonna i know they're gonna resolve it and i like i liked the first two episodes immensely but this one i was just the whole time i was just kind of snoozing like it, w- it was hard for me to hold focus it's rare when i'm watching if it's a marvel thing that i haven't seen multiple times like avengers or iron man one um It's very rare that I I find myself like candy crushing on my phone. Like that's all, I really only do that with things that are more background noise. And I was reminding myself to put my phone down and pay attention instead of the other way around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, oh, I should pick up my phone and check it. I haven't looked at it in a while. This was, oh, right. I'm, I'm watching something I need to talk about in a few days. (laughs) I should be making more note of what's happening.
1: Can I be paying attention (laughs) (laughs) right now? Just a, just Little call Adam was after. just
0: candy crushing on his phone.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, see, I didn't have that with this episode. I really enjoyed this episode, whereas the last episode I could have gotten, I was candy mm.
2: crushing. Interesting.
1: I mean, well, I'm think, intrigued
2: to see, yeah. and they, I just feel like they, they found like an easy, not an easy way, but they're like, we need a setting for these two to be forced to get to know each other. This'll do. And like, it's not even about, like, it almost seemed like the, it's, catastrophe it's around them was a know. minor detail an inconsequential plot. that's true like it was just like we have to find some way for them to get to know each other what if we did this and i feel like they like had a bunch of ideas written on a whiteboard and they just like threw a sticky note at it to see what stuck and they pick went with that one like it just didn't feel i don't know that's just i don't know that's where i'm at with it
3: yeah i do I will, think yeah
0: go, go ahead Cole. no no go ahead
3: what were you gonna say Matt?
0: i was just gonna say i do think they could have like and who knows, maybe they will done something to tie like this apocalyptic event into the Marvel connected universe a little bit more. Well, that was for Jake.
1: Oh, that was awful. <laughs> <That's so laughs> but at
0: the I
2: same can't believe time, you interrupted Cole just to do that.
0: No, 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 they, they no, will no, met in
1: 2077. I,
0: I'm serious though, like they could have, I feel like they could have put them in a situation that felt more relevant to things uh, like something going on in the background that like involves a character we know or hints at something that's going to come in the future and like I said maybe they're still going to do that with this it just it feels like a wasted opportunity to me
2: yeah I don't know I'm also like I'm that person who could watch them go back and just like experience apocalypse like I would watch that show where we just go back in time and like hang out in apocalypses for a while like (laughs) in that way I'm a little bit sad that like I feel like there's going to be a lot more stuff they could explore with the timeline and the time travel thing that they're not going to be able to fit into this. So then to have this be the one they chose to showcase to me, like I think there could have been cooler ones to do.
3: What I was saying before Matt, interrupt me for the <laughs> connected plus comment, um, was I did, I did think it was interesting when they revealed, well, when Sylvia revealed that everyone in part of the TVA is a, a very human.
0: oh yeah i think that was the like big bombshell moment of the episode for sure yeah
1: mm-hmm. i mean it makes sense because if they they're lying about 10%. that
0: then what else are they lying about
3: i still don't think there's any timekeepers
0: oh no i don't think so either at this point. yeah i think what we were talking about last week that it's just like kang the conqueror no pulling attention. the strings in the background i think we're heading towards some reveal like that like there is someone who is solely pulling the strings here and is just lying to everyone about what's is, going on
2: oh my god the sheer level of puppetry that's happening what if, if and when that's true like mm-hmm. all of those people who are operating constantly with their memories and histories being blocked like that's just it's this extreme level of brainwashing that i feel like because you can see that like that one girl was really shook when they were able to pull she was able to pull back her memories from time on earth mm-hmm. so it's just really interesting like it's oh god the scale of that is going to take somebody very powerful which makes it very scary
0: but and there was a a screenshot i saw um that focused on uh one of the people's helmets and they had a bunch of like tally marks on it
1: Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: and I that feels like the kind of detail that like there's some meaning in that like
2: how many timelines they've corrected
0: or maybe like some semblance like, of
2: passing of time that they.
0: Yeah, something like how many times their memory has been reset or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: Interesting. We'll have to see. Yeah. The last time we had all these cool fan theories like this, literally none of them were true and they went the most predictable route with WandaVision. So, yeah.
3: I mean, <laughs> I
1: don't know. Maybe, that that's true.
3: maybe they'll give us something in this one.
0: Maybe they will, you know?
1: Yes,
0: but. Well, we will have to wait and find out over the next three weeks until the mm-hmm. finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, until that time, what else have we been watching?
3: So What's Full disclosure, I'll, I'll go first because full disclosure, I uh, have watched nothing new this week and have been binge watching Downton Abbey with my wife because I want to finish it.
1: I've seen <laughs> part of season one
3: and part of season three when it was live. And I'm at the point where I'm like, I, I have to finish this. We've got to make this happen. And so we've been binge watching that for the last four days. And we are already in the middle of season three. So Is it being taken
2: off of streaming or you just got to bug up your butt about I don't know, to get what, through so
3: it? So we were on Netflix and all of a sudden it came up and it said new episodes. And, I was, and my wife, Anna, looked at me and she goes, well, do you want to finish that? And I was like, well, I don't know. And she's like, let's finish it. Let's start it from the beginning and finish it. She's like, I think you'll like it because we've seen the movie and i know they're making a second movie. i was going to say and... there's a
0: second movie coming out this christmas so and there's yeah. just
3: something there's something about it i i just I really enjoy the show and um, and I do, i'm not a huge drama guy and, but for some reason mm-hmm. i really enjoy the show maybe it's they the writing ya. and the acting they do they're really they really i
0: feel ya. like i feel like it has this very similar appeal to like the great british baking show where you're just like watching these people like do some very low stakes activity and act like it's like so like life-alteringly important like I the one episode of Downton Abbey I always remember is the one where there's like a flower show and the conflict of the episode is like is the Dowager Countess gonna win the flower show again (laughs) (laughs) is she gonna let uh Mosley's dad win
3: (laughs) there's nothing I mean that's not a plot line but it's a plot line
2: I remember when I was watching it, I was like, (laughs) when I was watching it like regularly, I remember I was like wildly addicted to it. And now, in hindsight, and like the thought of like getting back into it, because here's the thing I mean, spoiler alert, not really, because it's been out forever. They kept killing off everybody I liked. Everybody, I know. Everybody (laughs) I liked. All my favorite people in like the worst ways. Sybil was my favorite sister. That was rude. Like, just no one's listening to the doctor. This is fine. Like, and the worst part
3: is, though, is they don't kill the characters you want them to kill.
2: Yes. Oh my God. So I just got, I mean, I got to the point where like the only reason I was watching it was for Anna and Bates. And then I was just like, you know, I don't
0: know. God, no. I hate Anna and Bates.
3: I kind of want O'Brien to go and Thomas, uh, even though he's, he's come back from the war and he's been better than he was before. Mm
2: -hmm. But
3: O'Brien, I just want to throw my TV sometimes. (laughs)
2: fucking dick anyway so yeah so that's me on and Abbey <laughs> like yeah. I like there are times like I remember really really liking it was watching I was engrossed and now like every time I'm just like oh <laughs> but um we so Matt and I uh relived my teen years today and went and watched the tell me, more, tell me more. we watched <laughs> fast nine we went and saw nine
0: aka f9. fast and furious nine aka F- f9 the fast saga yeah those are all legitimate alternate names for this movie.
2: And my primary takeaway is the, like, car racing, ridiculous stunt, Vin Diesel's gravelly voice loving person and me thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Like, the stunts were awesome. They came up with really um, – they do something with uh, electromagnets. Again, not too many spoilers which just came out, but they do something with electromagnets, and it could have been, like, a, a one-and-done trick, and they found ways to keep using it and using it in – in like very new cool ways. ways. Like, okay, yeah.
3: Hold on. I saw the preview for it with uh, Ludacris. I do know what they do with magnets and I think it's a bit ridiculous.
1: They do a lot that, with the magnets though. They like, do more than just that? Yeah.
2: If you're thinking about yeah. space, it's not, that has nothing to do with the magnets. <laughs> no, if you're
0: thinking, thinking about something about in
2: space. space. They okay, do so, launch
0: a Pontiac Fiero into space. Fiero into space. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> not your mom. As,
2: as a manned vehicle, sure two of I'm them here. are in there oh and they gosh. actually go into orbit and that yeah spoiler alert there but honestly it was one of those things where, like the entire rest of this movie i could see like plausibly sort of being done if people were just like exceedingly lucky but like launching a fiero in no fucking the way <laughs> like, there was no i was just cackling i like i felt listen, so bad for the other seven people in the theater
0: listen i i am not a huge fast and furious fan like i've watched some of them i enjoy them but i've i've seen maybe like four or five of the movies uh it's still like ridiculously entertaining. Like if you're They're going so to this good. movie expecting like realistic action and oh, plot no. lines that like make real world sense, like you're not gonna get that. No. But if you're going into this movie expecting to like laugh out loud at something and turn to your neighbor and be like, that was the stupidest thing I've that ever done. This movie's gonna scratch that itch.
2: <laughs> the jokes were funny, the people are hot. You know, it's a movie about cars. So the cars were cool, the stunts nope. were cool. I just, um
3: it's come so it's gone so far left or right, or from the original oh, but concept. When it, oh, it started, it was drag
2: racing. What it cool was, things can we do with drag racing? Now it's like, we sort of work for the CIA, but not really. And also I there's just, rogue agents. and we
0: literally, <laughs> we literally have to save the world.
2: Computer hackers. And yeah, yeah literally. That I just literally watched something the
3: other day and I was just, it was like, maybe it was everything wrong with the original Fast and the Furious or whatever. And I was like, it's still it better than anything else. The original no, no. I, and I remember seeing it in theaters when I was 17, which makes mm-hmm. me feel, this but I just, it's, I, I, I think I told Matt this before the podcast, anything after the third Fast and Furious has just been, uh, we've just taken a quick left turn. And I Oh, I
2: love it. the one in Brazil.
3: Yeah, but it's nothing like the first movie. Well, no, <laughs> oh saying. no, 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 the no! no, no. But after there's also the a certain point one. where, like,
2: they can only do so much criminal activity. Like that, almost of the part is the more more believable part. Like, you can only do so much criminal activity before you have a catch me if you can moment where they're like, "Listen, yeah. you're really messing things up and causing problems. So why don't you come work for us so that at least you're messing things up for us instead for of us. for us to clean up after?" Um,
0: well, and honestly, the I mean, the issue you run into with a series that goes on this long is you have to up the stakes every movie mm-hmm. or it just like words,
1: it's just the same you're watching the, the new movie and you're like well this
0: is way less budget. cool than what they did in the last one like maybe they'll been, time
2: travel in a delorean for fast 10 to cap it off oh my god
0: i've been uh <laughs> i've been watching i've in the later seasons of supernatural right now uh and the season i'm in right now like the big bad they have to face is a bunch of british people like oh yeah
2: from history <laughs> like, like historical i'm like last season
0: you were one. dealing with lucifer and like god's primordial sister from the beginning of time like this feels a little uh, low stakes compared to where we've mm-hmm. been like i don't know why this is such a huge problem
2: <laughs> yeah i will say i i thoroughly enjoyed it uh why can't i think of her name the woman who plays queenie She's wonderful. Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. So th- th- I want th- to know. Oh, okay, about your so second. Hang, on, hang on, hang on. Mirren is in hang movie? On. Yeah. So this is something. That this is there are two things I really like. There's there was some really beautiful artistic scene changes in this that I was not anticipating from Fast and Furious movie. Like there were a couple things where like they transitioned to a memory from active, like current time, and they were just really artistically done. So like that was pretty cool. And you get more backstory in this one about multiple characters that you had not really touched on from the beginning like the fact that like literally Letty and Dom have known each other since they were like teenager teenagers and you get to see like where like the drag race has started and like where the Toretto family background is and I don't know it was it was very cool all
0: about um, family. And, spoiler, alert, it is, <laughs> yeah, it all is about, about family, family. <laughs> and Corona
2: both of those In things Corona. made significant cameos but um they also did a lot of throwbacks to previous movies which was cool so like uh, the oh, yeah. the country guy from Tokyo Drift. Um,
0: yeah, per the, way more. Per the... Way more than I was expecting to. I have to, kept having to turn to air and be like, "Who's that?
2: Who's that? <laughs> Why does this matter?" Um, so you know, you're there's me,
0: is this the is this the final one? Are they making next a one?
2: one? They... Oh, so Matt, Matt actually shared this with me. He it's and more Paul Walker. Star Wars. Well, so Vin Diesel and Paul Walker had agreed from the beginning for it to be a ten movie arc. Like they never wanted to go past ten movies. The goal was always to get to ten movies, and they weren't gonna. Exhausted past that. And point.
0: he said in an interview recently that he plans to like honor that. Like mm-hmm. the last, next one's going to be their last. I
3: want to, I want to see a Toyota Super bright orange with <laughs> going down the PCH, the Pacific Coast Highway. Gotta see it.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, just really cool. Not, and so, like Queenie is, I believe her sons are Jason Statham and the other one, the other British one who created a lot of problems in some of the middle movies. Like those um, brothers are her kids. Um, uh, and she's like a, gun-running crime lord in London
0: like a jewel thief yeah so so that's <laughs> so I legitimately them. want an entire movie about her character I,
2: I would watch the <laughs> whole thing because she's clearly a master criminal and it's so funny there's a line that Vin Diesel says where he's like she says if you drive I'll cut you in for 15 percent she just walked out of a, a jewelry showing wearing something that was on display <laughs> and he goes oh my my uh my stealing days are over and she goes my bloody well aren't or something and like hops in the car <laughs> Yeah. What
3: you're saying is, is they're gonna make a Fast and Furious connected universe with. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> They've already started Hobbs and Shaw.
3: I mean, we've got Hobbs nine episodes. It's gonna be, it's gonna be like Star Wars. You got your nine main movies, well, ten for them, and then they're just gonna start breaking off. They got Hobbs yep. and Shaw, and they got Helen Mirren's
0: character. Maybe we get. I, I would watch the hell out of a movie about Helen Mirren's character. <laughs> I, I was
2: gonna say the way they set this up, they could do one about John Cena
0: they probably will too i'm sure that's the plan here he's like, got
2: a huge backstory that we did we barely touched on of how he got to where he like where he is in this yeah i mean movie. it's
0: it's no secret that he plays vin diesel's brother but
2: right Yeah, but yeah so, their
0: backstory their backstory together is a huge part of this movie um yeah i'm sure there's a plan to give him a spin-off uh they'd be dumb not to he's john cena everybody loves him right now like
2: god help me i just love this crap like i know that they're garbage (laughs) i i love these movies like matt was like i don't know know if we can find them to stream anywhere and i'm like i'm pretty sure i've got the first five or six on dvd behind the couch like we can at least watch those
3: ones (laughs) i mean (laughs) the
1: first four on streaming on apple tv it can't be any worse than the film i watched today
0: so it's the it's a
2: wonderful segue
0: it's the movie equivalent of cotton candy. Like, you know it's not good for you, but you still enjoy eating it. <laughs> so what's the worst movie you watched today, Adam?
1: I watched I, The Ice Road with Liam Neeson. Oh, I no. almost watched that today,
0: and I'm it, now really it glad bad? I didn't. It,
1: it wasn't great, but it wasn't like, oh my god, this is so bad, I have to turn it off. It had a lot of twists in it that I didn't see coming. And it wasn't, it wasn't straight up boring. They had a lot of action. It was a typical Liam
3: Neeson film. It wasn't straight up boring. It
2: I stumbled across, boring. so they had real life ice road truckers reviewing, hey, stop, reviewing um, the accuracy of it. Like, so they had them watching clips from the movie to see if like that, they're like, oh, that looks exactly like roads I've driven. And oh no, that is a real thing. You do have to watch it. Like, the only thing that they, for the, like, I watched, like, maybe three minutes of a 10-minute thing of them react, like, a reaction video of them. The only thing they said is that when they're, like, dragging one truck behind another truck, in the movie, they only had, like, 200 feet. And they said, if we're ever doing that in real life, it's easily 600 feet. Like, you don't ever have the trucks that close together. But they would have, (laughs) they had to do it for this telling of this movie. Because I'm sure they could only fit so much in a shot. But, like... Yeah, it, or everything would have to be so wide angle; it would be worth watching. But that was really the only takeaway. They're like, and a lot of the special effects and like the the things with like the ice breaking or the dangerous stunts that they did are all real threats when you are ice road trucking, according to the people they were interviewing for it. So
1: just an accurate. Bad. Movie. It, it it was like mid budget <laughs> effects. Okay, like they weren't great, but they weren't bad either. Right. Like they're not Sharknado bad.
2: <laughs> God, I blacked that movie out.
0: That movie's but, a treasure. Oh god. So
1: uh, uh if you like Liam Neeson and you like stupid action film, you don't have to think a whole lot while you're watching the movie, and it's entertaining.
0: If I can uh make a controversial yet brave st- statement. Oh uh I have not once, except for the first taken movie, bought Liam Neeson as an action star.
2: <laughs> oh, but that no. first taken movie was so good. The
0: first taken movie is great. He. He just doesn't have the like physicality to make, make it believable that he's doing these things that he's supposedly doing. Like uh,
1: I think this this film actually I think allows him to play him. It's I mean, not as it's not as far out there as taken as far as his physicality goes. Like he starts to get his ass kicked at one point and then I'm like, Yep, yeah, okay. And then he turns it around, of course, because it's well you- a movie, but it, it's believable turnaround. It's not like uh I just straight up overpowered this dude and it's yeah. got some
2: and yeah. MacGyvered a to weapon together because I am Liam Neeson. <laughs> right.
3: He's always gonna be the dad from love actually for
0: me. Right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> There's
3: nothing nothing else from Liam Neeson can do. That's just who he is in my I, mind.
0: I just picture him like sitting on the couch crying about Titanic with his son. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well basically you're fucked. Just giving love advice to an (laughs) eight-year-old.
0: He's like twelve. Whatever.
2: (laughs) He was a very young twelve.
0: I mean, that I can't think of the kid's name, the actor's name, but he—he's like twenty-five now, and he still looks like he's like fourteen years old. (laughs) Benny
2: something. No, his character. Anyway, Uh, Matt and I sort of watched. I slept through parts of uh, the new Eliza Schleisinger Netflix movie. We had a uh, very
0: long day of day drinking on- and beef
2: and... <laughs> and heat. We were outside for so six hours. So it been
3: movie-related. It might have been the day drinking.
2: Combination. So was- well, combination of the two. It was a little more slow-moving. It was funny, but it wasn't... I don't know. It wasn't funny enough to keep me that engaged, mm-hmm. I guess. I, I might give it another rewatch yeah. with sobriety on the table, but... I probably won't. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, the, uh, the, the joke's kind of landed. She's very funny, but... Did we say I, the, it the movie? uh good on paper i did slide in there yeah um and i guess it's you said this is based on real life stuff that happened to her like she met a guy and started dating him and yeah i mean i think it's a
0: a, like a a heightened version of whatever happened to her so Um, the
2: basic premise is that meets a guy on she's working as a comic like the actor or the character in the in the movie is working as a comic traveling around medium to high level success And she meets a guy in an airplane who's uh, allegedly a hedge fund person and, you know, works in finances and went Went to to Yale. Yale. And then, like, spoiler alert, not really because they outed in the preview. He's basically a grifter.
0: (laughs) And it's pretty pretty clear from, like, minute one that, like, he's kind of full of shit and she just can't see it. And, like, everyone around her is like, are you sure you should trust this dude? He seems shady. And she's like, no, it's fine. Like,
2: I just like him. I don't really care I just like him and I'm like oh god I've had like both all these, sides of this conversation
0: like all these things keep happening like she finally like just decides to show up at his house and there's these two women living there who are like who act like really weird about him and like
2: yeah like they like his roommates don't trust him and also if he's a head from manager, why does he have roommates yeah Um. well and then he's supposed to be like he uh, like allegedly played on the Yale golf team and she like surprises him with a golf outing with I care if it's family members or something and he goes to take the swing and like just screams and out. falls down
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, but yeah it's it definitely it wants to be a lot funnier than it is and the mm-hmm. parts that are funny are good there just are not enough of them like it honestly the parts where I was laughing were mostly like there are little like clips of her stand up doing stand up mm-hmm. in, in it and I laughed at those and then like I don't know it's just not a great movie it's a it, it's you could say it's good on paper but not great
2: <laughs> I see what you did there. who <laughs> this is why he doesn't host guys this is why <laughs> yeah so we did watch that and then i think that was it for me for new stuff
0: uh oh i did watch another new thing this week um and this is actually a very topical day to talk about this um So this weekend, Disney Plus uh, released a a special, uh, which is not Mm. actually streaming on Disney Plus, it's streaming on YouTube, Um, which I think is smart in this case. Um, But it's called uh, This Is Me, a Pride Celebration. Um, So it's very, it's hosted. And I'll start by saying that I, I loved it. It's 35 minutes long. It's a short watch. It's Very, like, family-friendly, something you can put on for your kids and watch it with them. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also, like, the most overt I've ever seen Disney be about, like, their support and inclusion of the LGBT community. Um, It's hosted by a drag queen uh, who sings Rainbow Connection with Kermit the Frog. Uh, There were multiple moments in these 35 minutes that I was, like, full-on crying because... (laughs) I don't think, it's hard for, for people who are not uh, part of the LGBT community to understand really how important it is being able to see that representation happen on screen. And especially from something like Disney that is like such a core part of so many people's childhoods. And not uh,
2: have it be the, the comic relief joke too. Like, you'd, like you're the character who's the LGBTQ character is not the comic relief. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's... Uh,
0: but there there's a moment... So it's, it's just them having like different people come in and perform famous Disney songs. And then there's like a little line, this movie now streaming on Disney Plus. So it's very much like promotional content for them as well. Uh, but like one of the first things they do is they have these two young gay men come out and sing a whole new world to each other. And I was just in tears because like this is one of, if not the most iconic love song in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's just an entirely new perspective. And just imagining how like amazingly like developmentally critical that would be for me to have seen that as a child. Yeah. Uh, Like Disney gets a lot of crap and a lot of it is very deserved for the way they've uh, handled LGBT characters and stuff so far where it's mostly been like a toss-off background character who you see in one scene or whatever. Uh, but this was a major step in the right direction. It was done very well. Uh, I loved every second of it. I can't recommend it more to absolutely everybody. Uh, and it's especially good to talk about today. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we record this podcast on Monday nights. Uh, today is June 28th, which is the 52nd anniversary of uh, the Stonewall Inn riots, which are yeah. largely the event that's credited with kicking off the gay rights movement in the United States. Uh And it's just a a really powerful thing to see such a big influential corporation like doing something like this that is just heightening visibility, like promoting people that you wouldn't be seeing in these spaces um, that you haven't seen in these spaces until the past five or six years, really. Um, But it was great. It's on YouTube. It's free to stream. You don't need to even be subscribed to Disney Plus to watch it. Uh, Do it. I highly recommend it. Uh, I think uh, that moves us on to news, then, and there's really only one big piece of news I think we need to talk about, uh, which is that a new Shang-Chi trailer dropped this week, uh, and there's a glimpse of what certainly to me looks like uh, abomination from The Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is just nice affirmation from the MCU that they are not forgetting that the Incredible Hulk is part of their canon.
2: (laughs) Right, because they do kind of just like shove Banner in a corner (laughs) half the time, unless it's a big group movie.
3: And I I really, so I'm, you know, before the movies came out, I wasn't a big Marvel fan. But like the Hulk, such an interesting character. And I feel like he just hasn't gotten his just, you know, like. I agree. I need to see another Hulk, just a Hulk movie. I'd like to see a Hulk movie.
0: I would love to see Mark Ruffalo get a shot at a solo film. Like yeah. yes. I think I think that would be great. I think he does so well as the character. I think he handles that like balance between the two sides of him very well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I think it's sad that he hasn't gotten that opportunity. And I know there's a whole bunch of like legal rights issues that are why he hasn't, but
2: Well and I was reminded was of that Spider balance. When... <laughs> so...
0: Yeah, well, I we mean were... they manage it with Spider Man. How can they not manage it with the Hulk? <laughs> like...
2: But while we were re-watching the Avengers, which again, I started to fall asleep towards the end and we paused it with like 45 minutes left. But um, the part where they're all arguing in the room with the scepter in it. And you just like, they're like, Dr. Banner, put down the scepter. And he's just like wielding it quietly in his little cargo pants. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just <laughs> <Cardinal> feel like,
1: <laughs> I don't know.
2: I feel like he has that like quiet rage thing when he is Bruce Banner. He does that very well.
1: So. He
3: does. I, I do like how in the last uh, Avengers movie he's Banner and the Hulk at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I
3: think that's pretty cool. And I I just I don't know. I'd like to see a movie with that character to start the in this oh, next for sure. universe and
1: or even the uh, show.
0: And, and I mean he is yeah. supposed to be yeah. He, he is supposed to be a big part of the next he Thor hoped. movie, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Um, or the next guardians of the galaxy which i mean have a lot of overlap since thor's with the guardians of the galaxy now but i know he's supposed to be a part big part of one of them
2: interesting Hmm.
0: any other thoughts opinions Mm -mm. (laughs) all right well with that uh we will wrap things up for the week uh to anyone out there listening thank you for joining us we appreciate your uh ears and attention uh, if you've managed to stay with us this long Uh, you can follow us on Facebook Twitter Instagram I don't know any other social media sites Uh, (laughs) and until (laughs) uh, next week enjoy your movies